Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. My name is Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from the Ovigild to Felipe VI. And this time we are going to be reviewing Witiza. Witiza. Okay. All right. I can do this. Yes. Um, I'm going to start with a W, even mm-hmm. though I've been burnt by them before. No, you are going to uh, start with a W. W-I, is it T-T-I-Z-A? Perfect. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I I feel like I've earned my treat today. Good. So Witiza, we, he's kind of interesting and unique in that we have zero contemporary sources for him. Lord, you know, when you're the guy king and there are no contemporary sources for you, that's a judgment. Now that is I, a major judgment. Now I mentioned in the last episode that there does there does exist an 18th Council of Toledo, and Witiza was king during it. Ah, okay. The the council that never happened and nobody remembers, and yet at the same time. It happened. So there's a couple of theories as to why we don't have any record of the 18th Council of Toledo. Some historians believe that the minutes were simply lost, right? They didn't get included in Mm. the compendium of uh, councils of Toledo because there's a big compendium of all of them written in Latin that was published together and people used it for uh, historical research for many, many years and obviously still do to this day. So it's possible that the 18th council happened after that was compiled. And so it didn't get included and therefore it got lost. Uh Uh-huh. I'm also thinking of a situation where the newest intern shows up at the office the next day and says, all right, you have to promise you're not going to get mad. Uh (laughs) (laughs) All right. But the second theory is a little more interesting and it Some historians believe that the reason that the 18th Council of Toledo's minutes are missing is because that something Mm -hmm. scandalous happened there. Oh, so in other words, the only council that we want to know more of (laughs) is the one that they scrubbed from the record. Right. Well, I've mentioned the Chronicle of Alfonso III several times and how Uh uh, uh, it has this view that the the Goths were being punished for their misdeeds and that's why the Muslims took over Spain, right? Sure. So uh, the Chronicle of Alfonso III cites two two occurrences towards the end of the Visigothic reign as proof uh-huh. of the Goths being together. Okay. One first of, of all, slow dancing at the prom. What's the other one? <laughs> so the first one is Ervig's poisoning of Wamba, right? Right, Because right. the Chronicle of Alfonso III is convinced that that's how it happened and that Ervig killed a sitting king. Yeah, I'm just going to say, oh, I think Ervig is taking the fall for Julian on that I one, think so, yes. Yeah. And then, but the second one is Witiza ordered bishops to get married. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, dear. No. Um, don't get me wrong, by the way, that I think is really sound policy. And I think the Catholic Church would be a healthier institution entirely uh, if that had become more of a thing. But good luck, man. I mean, well, come this, on. This seems to have come out of an a discussion that was happening in the wider Catholic Church at the time related to the Quinisext Council that uh-huh. I mentioned a couple episodes ago uh, with Julian, right? How the Pope wrote to Julian and said, here's this new mm-hmm. council. Mm-hmm. I want you to read what it's about and sign that 
that you understand and that you believe this. And Julian wrote back this long treatise of mm. all these new beliefs. And the Pope was like, oh, dear, no, you didn't understand at all. That's really bad theology. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Of so, course, Julian would definitely be opposed to anybody getting married. Um, yeah, so it's it, one of the debates and one of the things that was happening around the Quinisex Council was should bishops be allowed to marry? By the way, can I just point out that Winnie Quinisex does sound like a description of a particular act and orgy. Um, yeah, Totalis, totalis anyway, Rankium has a Sorry, really I'm a child. Good, Keep going. No, you're not a child at all. The Totalis Rankium has a really good after bit about okay. people attending the Quinisex Council and several bishops, uh, when they get started, they're like, oh, I meant oh. to go to a different thing and leave the room over and over again. It's hilarious. <laughs> Just proof that Rod and Jamie are, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Indeed, um, indeed all right. they are. Um, anyway, so, so some scholars think that the 18th Council of Toledo was the council at which they decided that bishops should get married. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So, Scandalous. And that's why it was suppressed. Uh, Okay, gotcha. All right. But either way, we just we just All don't. All right, know. that's too bad. It is too. I bad. I was hoping for you know forcing dwarves to race on the backs of pigs through the <laughs> hallways of the hotel and that pantsless wrestling nice. and all the kinds of things that get you canceled. That get you good and properly canceled because that's yeah. dehumanizing. So let's move on to Witiza's biography. He was born probably okay. around six <laughs> 685 maybe mm -hmm. uh, by the way i'm just going to say i've noticed something uh which is that when you sarah announce the birth as if it is a major accomplishment um <laughs> i know this is not going to be a long one it's not it's not at all he was born so he, born. he did that right uh, yes. That was good. That went well for him. Mm -hmm. He's the child. He's probably the child of Ejica and Sigilo. There are some historians who believe right. that he is Ejica's child from a previous marriage, mostly because Sigilo was repudiated. And if she was repudiated, why would Ejica right. agree to having her son on the throne? Mm, eh, it's his blood, too. I think yes. egotism rules out over spite, uh, yes. just in that case. So it's most likely that this is a product of their marriage, which means that in about right. 694, when he is proclaimed co-king, mm -hmm. he's still a minor. He's about 14 years old. Oh, God. All right. Nothing However, like having a king who's worried about spots. Go ahead. Well, he, he wasn't consecrated a king. And he could just said that he's going to co-rule mm. with me and everyone went, okay. But he didn't get like the holy oil and the crown and the ceremony until he was over 18 okay. years old. So, so he is basically interning. He is. Uh, the Chronicle of 754 says that Witiza succeeded to his father's throne petulantly, which cracks me up because of course he was petulant about it. He was a teenager. <laughs> he was 14. Yeah, this is, I'm sure he is the he is the first monarch whose introductory address to his citizens began with "This is bullshit." And <laughs> really went downhill from here. there. Uh, however, the Chronicle of Alfonso III said that he was reprobate and disgraceful in his habits, which again he was 14. He probably didn't wash between his toes. Wow, and, you know. And, well, is there such a thing as a 14-year-old boy who washes sufficiently? Trust me, the answer is no. Yeah, I think pretty much every 14-year-old is disgraceful in their habits. 
we're we're very crusty it's not a good time right um yeah right so his father ahika died about 703 uh which was fully an adult although he was young right he yeah. came fully king but he was an adult yeah he wasn't he wasn't a right if he was 14 so he's he's 19 now that's yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, that's a grown-up that's ish grown. now it's interesting because we have two different portraits of Witiza here the Chronicle of 754 mm-hmm. says that he was clement. He brought back people that his father had exiled. He restored land to people that his father had taken land from. He burned pledges that were exacted by trickery by his father. Basically just kind of writing all of these wrongs that his father, who was very cruel and super into punishing I was going to say, the good kid who comes around the day after his dad has gone on a drunken rampage through the neighborhood on like Memorial Day and cleans up all the graffiti and sweeps up all the ashes and stuffs like that and apologizes. And it's not his fault, but the natty light just got to him, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> well, the Chronicle of 754 is the one who said that after Ahika dies a natural death and Witiza rules by himself, everyone rejoiced. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. However, the Chronicle of Alfonso III, who, as I mentioned, has this bias against Witiza for the bishop's marrying right. thing, has a completely yes, yes. different viewpoint on this kid. Ah. It says that Witiza took many wives and concubines and that <laughs> he ordered the clergy to take wives as well to prevent any counsel being called against him. Yeah, it's an um, interesting comment there that he wanted the clergy to sin so that nobody could right. call a council of Toledo and say, why are you sinning, King? Right. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that telling a room full of frustrated middle-aged virgins that they had to lose their virginity by order of the king was not the hardest policy to sell. I don't think uh, it was. I am going to suggest that if they put up any resistance, it was the epitome of token, as in, yeah. oh, no, don't ask me to do that, even as I'm writing out the guest list for my wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm, it's I'm, going, I'm going with the Chronicle of 754 on this one. Well, I also kind of want to go with the Chronicle of 754 because it's closer in time and right. they don't seem to have this, this agenda on which kings are good and which kings are bad, to and be honest. Acts the size of Alabama to grind. I'm yes. sorry. No, I'm going with Chronicle yes. 754. Yes. Yes. Apart from that, what I've just mm-hmm. told you. Yes. There's nothing else about Witiza. Well, because there were okay. no councils of Toledo that survived, okay. because right. there's no other contemporary chronicles, there's nothing else written about this guy. Oh, man. 18th council must have been. Either it must have been amazing or it must have been Fire Island. It yes. has to have been one of those two. It was either Woodstock where everybody woke up on Monday and said, all right, this never happened. It was amazing. And we're going to talk about it for the rest of our lives, but this never happened. Or it was Fire Island and everybody got home and said, this never happened. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. the, the only thing that we know about Witiza is that mm-hmm. he died a natural okay. death uh, in the year 7-Eleven. Those who know anything about Spanish history will know that 7-Eleven is an important year 
very important year. Okay. This is right. this is the year of the Muslim invasion. Ah, okay. So it's it's happening, but not this episode is what you're telling not me. Not this episode. We have Damn it. one more Visigoth episode, and that's oh. Roderick. I'm so disappointed, that's it. but I'm also anticipatory. Okay. That's all, right. all we have about Witiza. So this is a pity because I, I have to say, before we start scoring, I, I, I will say this is kind of a pity. He uh, he is someone who has clearly been kind of expunged. And it strikes me as there's a reason for that. And whether the reason is he was hilariously embarrassing or terrifyingly awesome it's just a big question mark but clearly there's something there there um, is a lot of scholarly debate on mm-hmm. whose quote-unquote fault it is that the visigoths mm-hmm. fell to the right Muslims. okay is it Matiza or is it right. roderick okay all right, right. Because so Roderick yeah, well, is the one who lost right. in battle, obviously. Sure, sure. But was it his fault or was it that Witiza's reign was so bad and right. we don't know about it because no one wrote about it? Right. If Witiza was sort of a Nero type, it, it's easy to blame him for the fall, not because you know, the empire fell under Nero, but the, but Nero was, well, with Caligula, sort of the emperor that proved that you really didn't need an emperor and thus, and thus sort of really undermined the political stability of the entire system from the jump. This is really interesting. He's clearly incredibly important, but, but why he's incredibly important is a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. And then our next one on Roderick is going to be similarly tough because I'm going to tell you there's nothing contemporary about Roderick either, but there are so many stories about him. We're going to have a lot to talk about, but it's, it is really an open question. Like what the hell happened to the Visigoths? Oh, goody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. That's the life and reign of Witiza. You want to you want to rate them? God, it's like thumbing through a CIA uh, release of documents. Redacted, 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 redacted. Oh, there's the word the. That's nice. Redacted, <laughs> redacted. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do what we can. All right, conquistadores. How much did he conquer? I gotta say none. Yeah, no, none. And there's no indication that he ever put an army in the field, Mm-mm. as far as I can tell. No. Um, no. And he was co-ruler as the Muslim uh horde, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm sure the Spaniards uh consider it, was in the was was ascendant. Was in the um, neighborhood. They were right, right there. Right. He was he was around when the Byzantines attacked. I'm uh, I'm very much feeling that if he didn't do very much with the army, he damn well should have. He I mean, it's have. one thing to say he didn't put an army in the field because the land was peaceful and prosperous. And why would you do that? And like, all right, fine, you know, if you don't have to, but he had to. So, stuff was coming, and it was coming very visibly. Very disappointed. I think on the whole, I don't see how we can give him anything. I'm going to give him a zero. Yeah, I will. I will give him a zero as well. I will give him a zero with the asterisk and underneath the asterisk is unless 
he did something amazing and we just don't know about it because yeah. that's possible too. I mean, but I as don't, it is, I yeah, don't no. think he could have done something amazing without us knowing about it because within one year of his death, the entire yeah. kingdom had fallen. I agree. I agree. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of if he did something with an army, speaking of Caligula, it was like marching the army against the sea to go to war with Neptune, something right. really crazy, but no. Okay. So we give him a zero. Yeah, it's a zero. It is a zero for, okay. for yep. conquistadores. Yes. All right. Our next category is no me digas. Uh, uh, again, we got two different viewpoints on what kind right. of person Witterick was. Right. Or sorry, I keep saying Witterick. It's Witiza. That's <laughs> because we want to be talking about Witterick. He was a hell of a lot more. He was, he was way more, more interesting. He was more. There's more there. There's more there there. Yeah. So Chronicle of 754 said that he was clement. People rejoiced mm -hmm. when he took over. He, he right. You know, he took all these pledges that Ahika had tricked people into signing and burned them publicly, um, you know, all that yeah. great stuff. By the way, I would just like to point out that that is a copy and paste of Caligula taking over for Tiberius. Right. When and, Tiberius and, uh, died, the there, was a, there was a huge celebration. Everybody was so happy that that evil old man was dead. And Caligula said, yeah, and I'm going to burn all of the you know treason documents and i'm gonna yeah and then caligula so um yeah I, I would just point out that perhaps there might be a little bit of cribbing from justinian just as a maybe in which case again there's a lot of nomadigas about witiza it's just that literally nobody Degust. Nobody degust, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, I'm they, really they sort did, of annoyed. They did not say, but clearly there was something to be said. Uh, really? And of course, then there's the Chronicle of Alfonso III, who said that he was disgraceful in his habits and took right. wives and concubines. And I mean, we got to give him points for uh, that. Again, God, it's it's weird to say. I hope so because yeah. you know, we are we are talking about women who were assuredly sex slaves. But at yeah. the same time, holy hell! Can you imagine being 19 years old and being the king and being oh, allowed God. to do whatever you wanted? And everybody's afraid because your father. Yes, was a terror. His political problems with purges. It's kind of like Stalin's son, just who was an alcoholic nightmare of an entitled little brat. Yeah, uh, so I and mean, I, if you're with Tiza, maybe you yeah. have like 20 billion wives. Why not? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, imagine what Elon Musk's unpronounceably named child is going to be like. Oh, God. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare. Yep. Uh, so, so okay, again, I, I think I want to give him points, mm -hmm. but there's sort of points based on you're in one room and in the other room you hear screams and the squealing of animals. <laughs> Something's going on in there, clearly. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know exactly what it is. Right. Nonetheless, I will give him a, I will give him a three. Okay. Uh, and, and with the knowledge, with the, with the, again, with the asterisk saying that if we had just fragmentary supplemental material, I would assuredly be giving him more. I'm going to give him a four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Same neighborhood. Four is good. I mean, he did, he, you know, he wanted bishops to, forgive me, he wanted bishops to get laid. Yeah, he um, did. That's a man who is pretty sex positive. And uh, he might so, have wanted them to do so, so that they couldn't accuse him of so doing that's right. stuff. 
exactly. <laughs> um, which, by the way, which I want you to get married so that you will do freaky sex stuff. Let me explain to you what marriage is, sir. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I think you've misunderstood the institution. <laughs> so that is a seven for no me digas. Okay. Orthodoxia is our next category. How religious were they? In the light of the 18th Council of Toledo, this is very interesting. There is a distinct uh, yeah. possibility that he required the clergy to do something against their religion. Very unclerical. Yes. Um, wow. Um, but then again, we don't know that he did. All we have we is this chronicle from 150 years later, almost 200 years later, right. that insinuates mm -hmm. that he did. But we don't have the minutes from the well, council and we don't right. have anything specific. Right. Which is interesting because if you think about it, all of the other councils something changed, whether it was something minor, whether it was the equivalent, the clerical equivalent of a traffic law, but going forward from this point, we're doing something new or we're saying something new, something changed, minor mm -hmm. or big. Yeah. We don't seem to have any evidence that anything changed after the 18th council, which suggests, man, this was scrubbed from the record. Yeah. Whatever got decided. They was, said that was a bad idea. Let's pretend it never happened. Yeah, it is, it is an absolute what happens in Toledo stays in Toledo. We are not talking about this ever again, that which again, awesome. It sounds to me like he got a lot of bishops drunk and then brought in the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were so drunk, they were at the point of woo uh, and enthusiastic <laughs> agreement. That to me is what the 18th Council must have been. But, I hope so. God, Man. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but, but that that, that means doesn't it, get you high points. In fact, that gets you negative points. I know. Um, I mean, I almost want to give him a zero. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to give him a zero too, because it sounds to me like what he was most interested in is trying to take the orthodoxy out of religion basically taking trying to pull the bishops into the cultural practitional sphere of nobility as yeah. in you're not a separate group you're our group you do what we do and that involves you know dipping your wick etc etc um chug so, chug, yeah. chug yes chug, exactly chug. chug 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 yeah very good nicely said yes <laughs> Um, so I'm going to give him a zero, and um, but it's going to be, again, with an asterisk that says, well done you, as in, if you got to get a zero, get it because you are the Delta House uh, yeah. of Monarchs. Uh, that's, that's nice. That's good. So that's a zero for orthodoxia. Yeah. All right, we're going to do El Resto now, which mm -hmm, is... Mm -hmm. What did this person leave to history? Coinage, right. treaties, churches, mm -hmm. paintings, right. things like that. I'm going to show you the painting in the Prado, oh, and you're okay. going to notice something very interesting about it. Oh, God. So well, the interesting thing you may notice about this is that this is the same painting I showed you for yes. Swintila. It's the exact same paint. Well, not the same face, but... Uh, everything else is, yeah, Swin, there it is. It is Swintila. It's, and as a matter of fact, at the bottom of it, yes, it says Swintila. But Swintila. I have seen yes. this, like I went to the Prado website mm -hmm. yes. and I looked at it 
and it's mm-hmm. the same painting, but at the bottom it says oh. Witiza. Wow. Wow. So not only was his counsel scrubbed from the record, this not guy has only been were any, yes, yeah, wow, he's just gone. So Again, I wanted to show was... you this painting, even right. though I right. don't think this is him. Because no, but I'm I'm looking at the link. The link says Witiza, yeah. and the painting says Swintila. So yeah, we're we're all okay. And if you go to the Prado website, if you get it straight from the Prado, it's this painting. There is no other oh. painting of Witiza. Wow. 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 And this was painted in 1853. Right. So it's not like they were covering up for anybody, or at least no. not that we know of. So what the hell no. happened at that Council of Toledo? This guy is just the Area 51 of monarchs. Something's going on. Something wild. Um, there's a cover up here. A terrible painting. Oh no, it, it, we didn't like it when it was Swintilla. Yeah, no. But... <laughs> he, yeah, I was going to say, and, and before I looked down at the bottom, I said, God, he looks like a simp. Actually, yep. he looks like, and you looked at the bottom. Oh yeah, of course he does. Yeah. All right. This is the okay. one we didn't like it for Swintilla. We're like, this should be Sisanet or yeah. Sisabert, right? Right, of course. The no, uh, poet no, writing terrib- yacht guy. That's who it should be. That's right. No, it's terrible. 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 All right. Well, then there's a coin. I found one of just him. On the other hand, I will say it is kind of like if you were strolling through the National Portrait Gallery. My favorite part of the National Portrait Gallery is the Hall of Presidents. Yes. Because um, you you walk through and if you're like me, you give lectures to your wife who has heard this all before um, <laughs> on each one. But it would be like you're walking past and you walk past Calvin Coolidge and then Herbert Hoover and then there's a picture of Andrew Jackson, and then it's Harry Truman. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's Andrew Jackson. Where is Franklin Delano Roosevelt? And everybody yeah. at the at the National Portrait Gallery says, that's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. That's what he looked like. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Are we going to smash cut to the credits of the X-Files? What's going Am on? Am I taking crazy pills? Yeah, exactly. This is great. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this episode more than I thought I would because I have no idea what's going on. And I know. It's wonderful. I did the research and I have no idea. Yeah. What's going okay. On. All right. I was going to say, I now know why you came to me early and said, this is going to be a weird one. So, okay, good, good. All Even E.A. Right. E. Thompson's History of the Goths, which is mm-hmm. in depth and right. has tons of information, right. like very broad range of sources and archaeological mm-hmm. digs and stuff. Witiza and Rodrigo are together and it takes uh-huh. up half a page. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Even E.A. Thompson couldn't find anything to say about right. that guy. Right. All right. I'm going to look at the coin. Yeah. Now. Anyway, here's the All coin. Right. Um, okay. He's missing it's, eyes. That symbol is pretty close to either there is that he has no eyes and just a nose, or he has one big eye. One big eye. And a yeah. Smile. And Given what we have not learned about him, I'm willing to go with the fact that this guy was a grinning cyclops. Could be. Um, it would explain a lot of the cover-up. We're back, by the way, to the wig. Yeah, um, the, ju- that's the judge's wig. Interesting throwback. That's a genuinely disturbing coin. It does not look like a coin you should be able to exchange for goods and services. <laughs> it looks like a coin you should be able to trade for the soul of your enemy. Yeah. Um, that is a terrible, terrifying coin. I kind of love it, actually. Yeah. If you jumped into the universe and they were spending coins like that, you'd know you were in a dystopia. Yes. Um, 
How do we score El Resto for a guy who right. literally left nothing to posterity? Or he, he didn't have left, any children left, left that we know to of. Posterity. He left plenty, but it was all erased. Suppressed. I I really like the second option. I I almost want to not assign a number, but assign one of those just question marks. But we got to have a final score, so I won't do that. You um, know, I, I will say. If it is a cover-up, we should yep. probably give him points or his party points for being so good at it. I am, yeah, no, I'm absolutely giving him points. Uh, that that if that coin is indicative, um, <laughs> th- there was something going on. Yeah. Um, and the and the disappearing painting, not just no, I repeat, I, re- I repeat, not disappearing, deliberately misattributed. That's yes. the thing. I mean, we've had statues go missing right i mean they could have just had it go missing but no mm-mm. this is what we're gonna but show it's you not. i saw the this exact already. same this is with we're, we're gonna show you the exact same painting and then we're gonna defy you to tell us that we're lying yeah like jeez uh yeah i gotta i gotta give uh, give him points for that i will say i mean this this one has had more of an impact on me than any of the other <laughs> el restos I'm going to give him a four. Okay. And I, I know for a fact that it should be higher. I just don't know why. And therefore I can't justify it. But in terms of, am I going to be crawling down a rabbit hole on this one? Yeah, I am. This is, this is bothering me. Yeah. I'm going to give him a four as well, which is a total okay. score of eight. I'm and if we excited. add that to the seven in Nomadigas, mm-hmm. it makes 15. Mm-hmm. Okay. The easiest adding. That was the easiest adding yes. ever. A 15. Or if we knew everything, maybe a million. It's yeah. really hard to say. Maybe he would break our score table. Entirely. I was going to say his Nobediga score might be infinity. Uh, yeah. It's hard to say. Yep. Well, that brings us to a weird question then. Oh, Fuero God, or is Fuera? A weird question. Oh, that is a very weird question. He definitely went Fuera. Yeah, I was going to say. He went away. I was going to say, I think the answer is we'll say Fuera, but he will anticipate us and have disappeared before we have a chance to say it. It'll be sort of a Commissioner Gordon and Batman moment where we turn and he's long gone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Fuera because, you know, didn't leave anything behind does mean that your impact on history was minimal at best. Yeah. And he wasn't on the throne for very long. No, oh, um, I didn't even tell you how much. I guess alone, it right. was like eight years. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's a full presidential term. That's not yeah. nothing, but uh, uh, we have nothing. I we mean, have nothing. I'm yeah. I'm going to say fuera, but I'm going to say also you can always resubmit with additional materials. Yes. Um. So. Fuera, but the but the but we'll we'll write it in pencil uh yeah. for the time being and, we'll let you uh, get back to us we'll let you get back to us yep all right well witiza we have told you fuera let us know what yes. you think of this incredibly enigmatic king fascinating yes uh we're on facebook and twitter we also have a gmail account all of those are spanish arpada and we'd love yes. to hear from people uh so now it is recommendations time yes you want to go first? Sure, I will go first. I am going to recommend a cocktail. Now, okay. Before you say anything, I would just like to point something out. Okay. Um, 
which is that we have one more Gothic king and then the Muslims are taking over. And I yes. said to myself, I am not going to recommend any alcoholic drinks while the Muslims are in charge. That's, so that's fair. Th this will be my, my penultimate cocktail recommendation for quite a while. You do um, know we are going to have some Christian kings, though, right? Yes, I do. I do. And, and but my point is, yeah, just for, for the time being, out of respect, uh, okay. I will I will shut up. Okay, so the the cocktail that I am going to recommend uh, is a very summery, beachy style of cocktail. It is called the Bird of Paradise. And it is a fairly simple concoction. Fill a shaker with ice and then add uh, one ounce of Aperol, one ounce of rum, preferably overproof rum, uh, but simple, you know, you know, Bacardi will do uh, just quite nicely. One ounce of pineapple juice, a half ounce of fresh lime juice, and a quarter ounce of simple syrup. And that is all there is to it. Shake it until it is nice and cold, and then pour it in, eh, any kind of, uh, ideally a tiki glass would be great, uh, filled with crushed ice or small ice cubes. You can garnish it or not. It really doesn't matter. Uh, what it is, is precisely what you would think of when you think of a beach drink. Uh, it is very sweet and very bright, uh, and very definitely what you want in the middle of hot sun and salt breezes. Uh, so that is, uh, and my wife is now addicted to them. Uh, so I will uh, recommend that uh, the Bird of Paradise. It is not a serious cocktail, uh, but it is a thoroughly delightful one. Not everything has to be serious. That sounds real Indeed. good. All right. Well, my recommendation is actually based on something that you said, Peter, when we were chatting mm -hmm. recently, you asked mm -hmm. me what the heck is going on in Shanghai. Yes. And <laughs> I, I kind of filled you in. And most of the stuff that I know about what is happening in Shanghai right now with the COVID lockdown is mm -hmm. from one specific person's Twitter feed. So I am going mm -hmm. to recommend that Twitter feed to you. This oh, nice. is the guy who runs the History of China podcast. And mm -hmm. so his Twitter feed is THOC podcast. Mm. Oh, that he, makes sense. He posts about the podcast a lot and he posts mm -hmm. a bunch of random thoughts. He uses it almost as his personal Twitter, but he also posts updates about what it's like to be in Shanghai during lockdown because he mm. and his wife and child are in Shanghai locked down in their apartment complex right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I saw a picture the other day of a, of a of a, of a very angry woman screaming out of a window, which in Shanghai, that means that things have reached a point. It, they um, have definitely so, reached a point. And yeah. so if you want information on what it's like specifically for uh, a concrete person, being him and his family, yes. he yes. also retweets a lot of videos that he sees on WeChat. And, mm. uh, you know, just it's, I like being informed by someone who's there. And mm -hmm. someone who knows what it's like and who has lived there and can kind of contextualize mm -hmm. what's going on, whether it's this situation or any other. And so if you are having a hard time trying to sort through, like, is this source legit? Does this person actually know? This guy knows. Right. So the History of China podcast Twitter feed. And if you're interested okay. in the history of China, you should probably listen to his podcast because it's pretty good. There's also uh, that. Th there is also that. Uh, so that is my recommendation for today. Excellent. Uh, yeah. 
So we have Roderick next time. He is mm-hmm. the last king of the Visigoths. Mm-hmm. After that, we are going to take a short break because uh-huh. I am in the middle of changing jobs and moving yes. house. And this means I don't have access to library books. Yeah. So I need and a little why? Yeah. <laughs> right. I need I need a little break to start preparing the Muslim governors. I was gonna say that is not something you want to do. Uh <clears throat> how do I put this? Sourceless. Uh, yeah, I was going to say half-assedly, but yeah, go right ahead. That's right. fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm compiling the sources that I will need. I, I expect that we will be back with the Muslim governors in June. Uh, okay. Although I think that Tuesday is actually May 31st. So we'll probably be back May 31st. Okay. But okay. in June, we will start our second season, which is Muslim mm. governors. Oh, uh, but before we get that, we have to do Roderick. So I hope you will yeah. tune in next week to hear about that. Looking forward to it. You, you I probably should. shouldn't. I shouldn't be. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. It will All right. be interesting. All right. We'll see you guys later. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.